Hello everyone and welcome to the 29th episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast. I am your host SBJ and with me in corner A I have Alan. Hey hey, you had to think about what podcast this was, didn't I you? Did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Alan Girding. I'm from Tuesday Night Games and one half of Two Rooms in a Boom, upcoming world championship Russian roulette. Yeah. The, did you go to Russia to verify the authenticity of your game? Uh, I'd like to say, yeah, and improv some hilarious joke, but no, I've never been to Russia. I, I hear beautiful things about Russia, though. Uh, also, some badass stuff, like never fight a Russian in the wintertime or something like that. Back me up, Will. Have you heard that? Uh, well, I have from my friends Napoleon and I believe the Germans in World War II. They both made the same mistake. And they're good friends of yours. Well, yes. They go I'm, way I'm always back. on the wrong side of history, trust me. <laughs> and uh, in corner B, that lovely voice was Will from... In the B the, corner. The B, hey, B corner, look at that. The joke come, came full circle here. Right, from B team. Very cool. Yeah, Sean's not here. You guys want to know why Sean's not here? Nah. Now, no? okay. is, he, is he in Russia and or China? Yeah, he's uh, took a trip to Russia. He's making sure the manufacturing of World Championship Russian Roulette is legit. No, he he is having a romantic weekend with his special Ooh. friend. Wow. Wow. Like, is it like one year, two year, five year? It's probably a one year thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think they have an official start date, but it may be a one year. I think it was just something where they said, you know what? Let's do something special. And it's kind of cool because what his romantic partner suggested was, hey, let's just block off a time and I'm not going to tell you what we're doing, but we're getting on an airplane and we're going somewhere. So Sean's on his way to somewhere, which is really inconvenient for me because this is the weekend where I fly down to Dallas for the Kickstarter video. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. Do you want to start hey, off? I, I hope you, he's having fun. Do you want to start off with that just because you brought it up? Transition right into it? No, because I want to hear about your adventures before we go into these adventures. Because you just spent the weekend, uh, because you weren't here last time, at the Midwestern Great Gaming Convention <laughs> of 2016. Isn't that what it's called? Uh, wow. Kind of. That's Mid- a lot of extra words. <laughs> yeah, the Midwest, the Midwest Gaming Classic in Brookfield, Wisconsin. I, Which I is your state, right? No, you're in Minnesota. No, I'm in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, you're in Wisconsin. You my tell bad, by I'm, my, I'm in Cleveland. My accent and how I say certain words weird. Where are you from, Will? Like, what do you mean by from? Where are you at? That's what I, where are uh, you sitting right now? Where I am currently sitting in Washington, D.C., your nation's capital. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I've been a citizen of D.C. for 25 years now. Wow. One of those poor folks who has no government representation. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can you vote? That's that's probably a really stupid question, but like... uh, I can vote for president, and I can vote for city government positions, but we do not have uh, uh, a congressperson or senator. Okay. So how was it? Uh, How was it? How was it? Um, Where to start? Well, my, <laughs> it was, it was fine. Like that's, that's what it came at down to. And <laughs> I would, I would measure it from like, what is 
my time off at work worth for the weekend I had. And if I was to put that those two together on a scale, I would say that it was not fine. Let me let it paint a little bit of a scenario from my viewpoint for our listeners, because I wanted to be a good friend and I decided, you know what? I wonder what SBJ is doing this weekend. So I texted you and I said, hey, I hope the con is going well, SBJ. And okay. this is a group can, chat. Can I interrupt for one second and yeah, just uh, point out how you have now made me feel like such a shitty friend because <laughs> I just basically completely ignored Steve for the entire weekend. I was like, dude's at MGC. I don't want to hear about it. Thanks. Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, we're in a podcast together and you're not in a podcast with him. And we have a lot of common <laughs> interests. Like we do a lot of tabletop games together, Will. And you don't really have that much in common with SBJ. Like you guys don't have anything to talk about. The joke being, of course, that you do have all those things with him. So anyway, uh, I hope the con is going well, SBJ. And here's his response. A mere minute later, it's not, but thank you. it sounds like me sean chimes in woo shitty con bro enjoy sbj responds (laughs) let's just say i've been running a daycare all weekend sean says well don't touch any of the kids you should be fine and then i said that awkward moment when sbj realizes pokemon is for children and begins to question his life choices Maybe we should edit that out because we all love Pokemon. I was just razzing you, so I don't want to piss off the Pokemon lovers. No, no, I'm not. I, that, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard for that to be upsetting since you hear it so much, but yeah. I oh, get really? It. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to yeah. be one of those guys because, I mean, come on. If someone criticizes you for Pokemon, there is so many more things someone could criticize me for. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about the child daycare. What was that about? Well, this was my sixth sixth year at Midwest Gaming Classic. The first two years, I would say, were super fantastic. The room setup was what I wanted. The the flow of people coming in, asking about the podcast, grabbing business cards, you know, selling some buttons, some stickers, some shirts, like making a little bit of scratch. And when I say a little bit of scratch, I mean like two hundred bucks for the weekend or something like that. Both weekends, both. The first two years, absolutely fantastic. We did different things with the room and brought different stuff each year. And year three was just a hard time in my life. And so it was... Whoa, you can't uh, just gloss over that unless you want to. Which year was year three? Uh, The year in which you were suffering from... Well, no, I'm trying to guess. I want to know what year it was so I can place myself in, in time and space. Well, he said this is year six, yeah, so year you can six. do the math. So what, what 2013? Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to trigger any trauma. I mean, if it's seriously a really bad year for real personal reasons, you don't have to broadcast that over the podcast. Uh, it was, it, I mean, it was more so You can't so drop like... a bomb like that and walk away. Like, it was a really hard time in my life. Everyone and their neighbor's pet dog, <laughs> including yours, is thinking... What, what was going on in your life, man? I mean, like, I there I couldn't invest a lot into that year, and and I I always remember the pod. I I it's very easy for me to remember Midwest Gaming Classic because first year we're lights on, second year lights off, third year lights on, and that was because I would run strobe lights or something. Fourth year lights off with Nintendo. Fifth year lights off with Nintendo. 
six here was this year. Uh, do you mean like you're in a room with the lights literally off? Like there was no lighting the first year there? It was just a pitch black room? It was the overhead rooms were off, but we had like Christmas lights going around and then we had like a strobe light and then we had just like accent lights at tables. Oh, stuff. cool. So first year, no lights. You mean it was kind of like, <laughs> yes. like kind of cool stylized yes. lights? Second year, well, it was just regular year, lights. First year lights, second year, no lights. Oh, okay. My bad. I'm sorry. So the big thing this year was year six, they moved us into a different room. And Nintendo and I sharing a room with Nintendo for the past two years because they asked. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like the, the two reps that come, like I know them. They're really cool guys. Obviously, they work for Nintendo. Like why would I say no to sharing a room with them? Even though the, prior to that, the room was 100% mine. So we realized that us two together made the room way too crowded, way too fast. And so we went to the con organizers and we're like, hey, we need a bigger room and we know you guys can't offer us one because this con has already outgrown the space. It outgrown it like three years ago and there's just no space to put anyone else new or anything like that. We were like, we'll take smaller rooms as long as we both get something, you know, not together because you can't offer us something bigger. Uh, and so they did. They gave... um they gave me a s smaller room and they actually moved Nintendo into a different room to share with somebody else, which was oh, not originally how it was supposed to go, but whatever. And so now when you say Nintendo, do you mean legit Nintendo like Nintendo's there and they have all of their money in displays or is it just some type of people say, hey, I want to have a Nintendo booth where I no, sell nothing but Nintendo games. It's legit Nintendo. Uh, they are Nintendo representatives, and depending on how big your market is, Wisconsin has two Nintendo representatives. I think Illinois has Illinois has six Nintendo representatives, and like Minnesota, I think has three. Uh, so it just depends on your area and your reps. But yeah, they're official Nintendo reps, and they have official Nintendo merch and hardware and stuff. And but it's not like uh, someday Tuesday Night Games will have reps all over the country. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Will. We'll get Dream one. big. Dream big, man. I think, I think though, explaining the story, I'm, I, I don't want to sound long-winded, but I think a lot Just of the Just tell us about the kids, man. I'm, I'm getting there. I think a lot of the times we hear about cons, especially you guys going to cons, but the reason I told a more in-depth story of this on my other podcast, It's Super Effective, was I think that people don't hear how much work or how hard it is to do a convention for your weekend and dedicate that time and what they almost always hear is, oh, yeah, the weekend was great, and we made this progress, and we got, like, these many names for emails, or we sold these many copies, or we handed out, like, there's always, like, this moving forward type of thing. Exponential growth. Uh, buzzword. <laughs> this year, I felt almost like it was, like, two steps back. It was just not a good weekend and it wasn't bad it wasn't terrible like it's not going to be like i'm never going to midwest gaming classic again it just like the weekend was not worth my value in time and so to get to your text about babysitting i think this rides along with pokemon is for kids because it is but we would and this was not the first year we would have many years where parents would come in they would go oh johnny you like pokemon awesome why don't you stay here Mommy and Daddy are going to wait in the pinball line for the next tournament for two hours. And, you know, if, if you need us, you know, find us in the pinball. But, you know, if not, well, we'll come back in like two hours. And I'm thinking a lot of things. One, you're a 
terrible parent. Why would you leave your eight-year-old <gasps> in a room at a convention? That's not... I don't think that's good parenting. Do you have any kids that you know of? What do you mean, know of? Well, I mean, you could you could have some like you could have did, some kids you don't know of. Did did you make a donation to a sperm bank at any point in time in your life? Oh, I see that kind of joke. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boom. I was, <laughs> uh, no, I let me validate. You're totally right. Like, I will totally validate your experience because that happened at Origins with two rooms and a boom a lot, where people would say, "Oh, you're running two rooms and a boom. Here you go, little Billy and Sally." And we had to kick him out. We said, all right, it's nine o'clock, no more kids. And we made that hard, fast rule after year one because these kids made it a nightmare. And plenty of people are like, these kids are bullshit. I'm out of here. Sorry, not going to play with these kids because they would do crazy things like fight for the cards. Some kids were lick, lifting up cards and looking at them before they chose it. I want to be the president. <laughs> oh, no, that's the engineer. I don't want the engineer. Oh, that one's the doctor. That's the president. Anyway, so they would do that kind of stuff and ah, sucked, man. So that's exactly what I thought. I thought you had a whole room full of different video games, playing different Pokemon games, and these kids were just all over the place, putting all their germs all over your video games. <laughs> I mean, and that, not leaving. That that is the correct picture you painted. I mean, we had five, six. Consoles set up to do different things, and the room was smaller, so it, it's it's hard for how do I explain this? Like I want like, the main reason I am there is to advertise my podcast. Obviously, being a very Pokemon centric podcast, I want to celebrate the great stuff that Pokemon has come out. Whether that's something new like Pokemon Pokemon Tournament or something old like Pokemon Snap, and I know that it's the right thing to do to include those because when somebody walks in the room and their face lights up and they go, oh, Pokemon Snap, I haven't played this in 15 years. I know that that was the right thing to include in the room. To have a bunch of kids just kind of hogging the station because when you're eight years old, you don't know what manners are. And you don't know that, hey, you've been playing like six rounds of Pokemon Tournament and like these people are waiting. It might not look like they're waiting because they're adults and they're just, being patient for you to take your turn, but like you need to get off the console and there's nowhere else for you to go because the room is full with other people at stations and your parents left you here and they're in the pinball line, but you're not going to make that walk because if I was a kid to walk from one end of the convention center to the other, it, it is not an easy trek at all. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm super excited that this, um, Actually, is a good segue into my campaign and topic for the evening called yeah, let's hear it. Uh, Negative Population Growth and the Forced Sterilization of All Americans. Man, that should be the topic of the episode. I'm totally willing to switch gears and have the topic of the episode be <laughs> us talk about children and gaming. We could totally do that. Well, I hate children and I hate gaming, so I can talk what? extensively whoa, whoa, about whoa. both. <laughs> well, you're on a gaming podcast, a tabletop gaming podcast. Ooh. You don't mean that, do you? You don't hate gaming. So, I love games. So Alan, let me All put right. the let me put the ball in your court. You so you have had like a bad experience with kids. Not saying that yes. kids are bad, but like you had to lay down a rule. Is there any other con specific scenarios where you're like, this is a disaster or this doesn't work or we need to change this for next year? Well, all right. Let me basically 
I think you're asking me my opinion of kids and gaming, so I'm, I'm, let's just well, get just, into this. Just kind of, well, I think this is this is a good topic, and it I'm, is. I'm How sure... about we just make this the topic of the episode? Let's and see I'm... because. Captain Chessbeard's nudging me anyways. We're already like 15 minutes almost into wow. this episode. Episode hijack. Yeah, well, I th- I so... Think, I think that's why people like our show is because we could sit there and yeah. say, we play Billionaire Banshee. Should you buy it? Yes. Okay, 30 other podcasts already just said that. But like, are 30 other right. podcasts talking about how conventions yeah. can be a nightmare? Oh, wait. So I can fill that role. I play Dice Master. Should you buy it? Yes. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll get to Table Talk later, but let's get into the topic of the episode. Excuse me, Sam, do you have the time? But of course, it be topic time. And let me say, uh, I made some new music or segment intro for this. I'm not sure if you could tell the difference, but when you guys listen to this, you let me know if you heard the difference in the new segment intro for that. But anyway, I like the difference. So does Captain Chessbeard. But kids, kids at conventions. Now, let me start with this disclaimer. I don't hate kids. I do not hate kids, but there are some kids that are really hard to like, and especially if they're not your own or family members, because then you're not allowed to hit them and you're not allowed to basically tell them to F off. Dark turn real quick. I know. Uh, That's because kids, for some reason, I mean, kids are assholes. Let's just be like, if you saw an adult doing what children do, You'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Get out of here. Like, you can't just pick up stuff from the table and start throwing it around. This is a booth. We're selling stuff. You just opened up a game that's for sale. Is your parent going to buy that? Your parent's not even here. Okay, all right. You're dressed up like Zelda. That's cute. You're a terror. If you were an adult, we'd be calling security. But now I'm the asshole because I just got to put my smile on and be like, hey, kid, yeah. So what's crazy is, man, uh, so what? let's be specific. I would say eight years and younger, and I've talked about my nephew before on this podcast, and that's a great time. He comes over, and we play some very age-appropriate games. In fact, my brother has brought his niece, I mean my niece and my nephew, over to uh, Origins before, and they got to see me and the booth, and that was amazing. And they were really well-behaved, but their parents were there, Yanking on them, saying like, hey, behave, etc. But when you get a rogue kid that comes around that's eight years or younger, oh my goodness. It's basically like, all right, here we go. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, sometimes it's an amazing experience. Like, I've played some amazing games of Werewolf and even Two Rooms and of Boom with like a six-year-old. But there's plenty of other ones that are nightmares. <laughs> I was going to say, I've, I've played a game of Werewolf at Gen Con with like a six and an eight year old. And they were probably some of the best players. It's amazing. Yeah. My, uh, a couple of friends have some kids and one of them even has a form of autism and it's mild enough that you don't know. In fact, if Sean was on the podcast, he'd actually tell you his experience with this autistic child and he's older, but it's one of those things you just think like, Oh, this kid is acting up. But then his parents had to say like, no, 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 he has autism. But during games of werewolf and whatnot he's amazing at it so yeah they can be amazing so it all depends on who you get but i have to admit there is some prejudice in my heart and i hate saying that because i hate prejudice but when i see a kid come out come around of course i try to make the best of the situation i put on my sales face hey what's up kid 
how you doing? But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh no, this could be, I'm looking around for the parents where they at. Oh man, scary as hell, scary as hell. But I know specific go-to games that I usually play with kids instead of the regular games. Like for instance, if you got a kid, you're automatically out playing code names. Like they're not going to be able to play code names. Tried playing uh, a new game that I made up, Mirror Mage, with a kid. Really nice kid. But at the same time, he just wasn't able to play it because part of the game, Mirror Mage, requires that you mimic someone else's behavior. Kid couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. It was just a fidget all over the place. Man, I sound like Will doing nothing but complaining <laughs> about kids. Yeah, yeah, man. You're just like bashing kids left and right. It's a little walking time bombs. Yeah. All right. You know, while I'm on it, let me just say this. Whew, this is therapy for me, guys. So I'm going to vent this. <sighs> I don't have any kids that I know of, as I alluded to before with SBJ. And I'm not sure if I ever will have kids. And <sighs> I'm going to say this, and I don't want you guys to agree with me. And I think some of our listeners will agree with me. But if you're one of those listeners that agree with me, don't verbalize it because you'll be judged. So I'm going to lose <laughs> a lot of love here. But here's my controversial opinion that I know a lot of other people share with me. But it's about babies. Oh. Babies are ugly. I'm sorry. They're ugly. And I don't like to lie. I don't color myself a liar. And it's always awkward because when your friends have babies, you got to see the baby. So you got to come over. Now, I will admit, I've seen some adorable babies. And I'm actually pretty fortunate that my group of gamer friends for some reason, genetically make adorable babies. But most babies, not that cute. And so it's really awkward. And they say, isn't that the cutest baby you've ever seen? And then I have to say things like, that's a baby. Good work, you guys. <laughs> you made a baby. You did it, guys. Like, yeah, but isn't it the cutest baby? I'm like, whoo. Like I said, good work. Look at this baby go. Like, yeah, but isn't it the cutest baby? Then I have to say, look, don't make this awkward. I mean... Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to, man. Come on, back up. Anyway, it's it's ridiculous. So that's probably why I I don't hate kids. I don't hate babies. But I have to admit that there are times where I'm so glad I don't have them. So oh. Do you want to do you want to know the secret science be, behind why babies are so atrocious? Yeah, let's hear it. Because as a being, they can literally offend all five of your senses almost simultaneously. One, nobody wants to look at that. They look like alien space creatures. They got no hair on them. They're the wrong size. They're they're misshapen. Two, they smell bad. I mean, they can make horrible smells come out of themselves. And anybody who's been around a baby knows that they do that frequently. Three, they uh, scream, wail, break your ears. Four, you can't really touch them because then you're going to start having them cry. You touch them the wrong way. You you like touch their little shoulder or whatever, and all of a sudden they're screaming and wailing and crying again. Number five, they throw up in your mouth. That <laughs> tastes real bad. <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh. We're getting a little off topic here with now complaining about babies. Oh, yeah. instead of oh man, I'm not sure. And, and babies can't episode. play games. <laughs> yeah. All right, good, good segue. Sort of like to, to back it up a bit, but prior to babies, for. Me going to a convention, I don't know how different it is for uh, you and Sean, Alan, but uh, I have probably, f you know, four to five totes of stuff I have to bring, and some are, you know, totes God, that could are... you stop talking about totes? Totes this are... This is like the fifth podcast very important you to my life. Totes. 
Totes are very important. So I have like four to five totes. You know, two of them are already pre-packed from last year. This is the stuff I bring to every con. You know, I've packed the totes this year. I have to bring, you know, about three CRTs. I have to bring this giant pinball arcade cabinet. I, have, I brought two smaller screens to run. Pokin tournament. You know, all the Ethernet cords, everything else you need. And you lose almost two days just packing and setting up and tearing down just in itself and then the convention itself is two days and for me with with really little to no help and i have to give a big shout out to my friend Kay who did help me set up and tear down and everything and he was there uh, the entire time when he didn't have to but and i'm not saying i needed help or i was wanting help it's just like this is wheels in dc travis is in michigan like this is my podcast. I have to do what I have to do to make it advertise or to be there. So you're silently blaming me for yes. not coming out. Okay. Exactly. Okay. But I like, knew it was coming. I took a four-day vacation, and all four days, 100% were dedicated to the convention. And I walked away with not really doing what I set out to do, which was promote my show and or my podcast and you know people come in they play pokemon they leave they and in past years they would they would come in we would talk they would ask about the show they would be a little curious they would ask what i do i would you know i i'm selling them a free thing at the end of the day you like pokemon that's why you're in the room i do this show every week it's free you should listen (laughs) and if you don't want to that's cool but like this year it was come in Pokemon Snap, cool, and leave. And it was a lot of that. It was a lot of kids, like it does every year, but with a smaller room, it's just it was just frustrating. And that would be almost like Alan and Sean going to Gen Con and you know spending all the time getting the booth, like stressing out, making sure their games have arrived and they're ready to sell, and people coming in going, "Oh my God, Alan, Sean, cool. We're not gonna buy anything. See you later." And then they they leave with all these copies of their games, like. You would, that you that would, is what we did for years. We just gave away free wallet games because we didn't have product because we were so late. And Sean kind of dropped a bomb on us lately, uh, on me recently too, because our second edition may not be out in time for Origins, which means at Origins, once again, another convention without product to sell. <laughs> do you need me to draw a bunch of like, card sets and stuff for you with my hands. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Sorry, I didn't mean to deflate your momentum, SBJ. I, 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 sorry, it takes a lot of time. It does. But let's get back on track. Are you and Irene going to have any kids? Uh, <laughs> suppose down the line. Suppose down the line? Cool. I'm not sure if I will. And after hearing you complain about things, I, I zoned out and thought about, you know what? There were so many awesome kids that would actually hang out and help us sell games because they would want to play games themselves. I remember just at Gen Con, there were these group of kids that were teaching people world championship Russian roulette. They were the best advertisements. And I got to remember that because you can get a gold star kid around. It's just that when the bad ones come around and they Godzilla the place, it's that's just so scarring and memorable. Like, ah, but yeah, there is some good there. Uh, not trying to completely undo everything I said, but I, I just do want to give props to Peter. I remember well, his name, Peter. <laughs> um, fake guns or no fake guns. I'd really advise against having anyone 10 or younger advertising a world championship Russian roulette. 
that's the beauty of it. They loved oh, it. <laughs> conceptually, it's no mousetrap, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> no mousetrap. Will, do you have any experiences with children and games? I mean, I, well, unlike Steve, I do continue to do things like go to Pokemon League and card game leagues. And I, I, ugh, the words do not want to pass my lips, but I enjoy playing with kids. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. I just like to play, especially like with the kids who like, aren't the ones whose parents have been training them to play Pokemon since they were like four years old and stuff. Just the kids who come in with a trial deck or whatever. And they're like, I want to try this game. I want to play. I want to have fun. And I just, I'll, I'll sit and play with that kid. And even if he's not playing right or whatever, I'll just have fun, intentionally lose and try to have a few laughs. I, I mean, that's, I like, ugh. it's killing me to say it. What is going on in the world when, like, Will is the positive one of the podcast oh. and I'm the negative one? This is crazy. What is going on? What crazy pills? Damn it. Wow. But there's something about, like, just just having those kinds of, like, fun play interactions with kids. But then, of course, I'm in, I'm in control of that situation, right? Because it's a one-on-one. We're playing the game together, so the kid's not going to go nuts. I, I have had some bad situations where, like, I've seen kids cheat. And I hate that because I hate cheaters. You know what else kids do? They put cards in their mouth. No, <laughs> not my cards. Mm-mm-mm. I demand respect. Okay. For, for Midwest Gaming Classic, Alan, they upped their board game scene this year. Oh, so maybe we will be there in the future is what you're suggesting. Well, I think, I think the problem still stands that there's no space. Not enough space? Damn and it. And so they... they they have this huge tent that is connected to the back of the hotel and they, you know, run heaters into it and they light it and everything. They provide power and they made it even bigger this year. They fit some more vendors in, but they also on one end of the tent was a whole wall of board games that you could rent. And I talked about this on two episodes ago that there in the front lobby, there was a small place where you could rent board games by just, you know, giving them your driver's license. They give you a game to check out. And then when you're done, you, Trade back. They did the same thing, except a different. It would have to be a game store or some something ran something even bigger in the tent, and there was probably about twenty round tables dedicated to uh, just people playing different games. I saw people playing Mysterium and other games, and it's <laughs> <laughs> a real did, memorable games. Yeah, did you get to play any games? I didn't know because I was I was running running the room from start to finish. But my friend Mike and I were talking about like. We were talking about how I you made it you made it seem like I blew you off of like oh I don't want Alan and Sean coming to this but it was it was a serious conversation of like no we took it sincerely yeah we were just messing I knew that you were coming from a genuine point of view like yeah it's not profitable for two rooms and, and a boom to be there yet plus we didn't have product to sell but yeah we were joking I don't think you hate me I mean that's what I think jokes on you should you. hear what he tells me um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> damn it. So damn it. So we were we were talking like there there is no space for you guys to even run a game of two rooms in a boom. The only realistic thing would be outside the tent or like in the Sheraton courtyard. And it was thirty two degrees and rain all weekend. And like there's not even a like a dead empty hallway that you could possibly run that game in. Like every hallway is dedicated to something. Whether there's like a N sixty four on this side of the wall or there's 
you know, somebody trying to sell some Raspberry Pi cabinet on this side of the wall or uh, slot machines over here or pinball machine, like every single space of the convention, the hotel, it's a hotel, is full. And even in the big tent, you're either a vendor or you're a live band playing in the back or you're the board game wall with a bunch of round tables and there's nowhere for like a simple 20 group two rooms and boom game to go on. Is I want to assure other... our listeners that we will talk really well about a convention that we've been to, like Board Game Geek Con. Like, we talked so much great about that, but it sounds like Midwest Gaming Classic, Classic. Con nice. is no in no danger of us going anytime soon. Well, and it's not like the, the con is suffering or, like, that it's doing poorly or or it's not fun if you go like it it it's it's a good time i think it it's worth the price of admission like to me it's something i look forward to every weekend and even though that i had a poor year like i know now what i need to do or should do for next year but the the point still stands where like that convention has gotten so big that the hotel was too small 3 years ago and they have the the only way they've addressed it was let's make the tent even bigger. And like, that's a bandaid for stab wound. Do you think there's any chance they'll move to another location in the Milwaukee area? Well, the big thing is it's not in Milwaukee. It's in Brookfield and Milwaukee has very specific laws and regulations. Laws about it, having game conventions. Yes. Yes. And that, that is one of the, that's one of the reasons why Gen Con moved out. But Gen oh. Con wasn't in Milwaukee. It was in Geneva. It was in Geneva, and then it moved to Milwaukee. Oh, history, man. History! Throwing down. Oh, speaking of throwing down, I want to hear what games you guys have been playing. It's time for a table talk. This is all based upon Captain Chessbeard, am I right? No, that's fine. I, I, uh... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna elevator pitch it, but uh, and we we've mentioned this game before, and it's not really a board game, but I did play some Jackbox. Uh, I I squeezed some in on Saturday night after the convention. My friends who came to visit me, we hung out. Uh, we went to get dinner, and then we came back, and my house was a disaster and everything. So I was like, I don't want you guys sitting on the floor playing a board game. Let's just sit on the couch. Let's just talk. Let's play Jackbox. It teaches it for you, and. And yeah, we which played one Jack did Box. you play? Uh, which one did you play? We played. My favorite is Drawful, uh, where everyone draws something impossible, and then other people have to guess what it is. Uh, and we also played Fibbage, which is always a good time. Fibbage is good. Fibbage is really good. Fibbage it's basically really Balderdash, good. where you put in what you think it is, and you get points if people guess it. Yeah, yeah. like it asks you a question, and you put in the answer, and yeah, you want people to. Guess yours. Really good stuff. Can cool. I, can I put you on the spot? Is Balder Dash? Would you take that over Fibbage, or does the TV, iPhone, uh, Android thing like kind of push that aside? It. If you have access to both, just as easily. Yeah, Jackbox TV for sure. Okay. But you won't always have that. And the basically the thing is, you have to do all of the work of writing it with pencil and paper, shuffling it up handing it to a reader who's unbiased and reads everyone's answers so they have to sit out around. Whereas in Jackbox TV, the television's your host and your cards are your smartphone, so it's all instantaneous. Just one round of Balderdash probably equates to half a game of Fibbage. 
So by the time you've done two rounds of Balderdash, you could have already played a whole game of Fibbage. So yeah, Fibbage, for sure. Plus, it's hilarious. Balderdash, they they have like Balderdash Extreme or Deluxe, I don't recall. But the original Balderdash was just vocabulary terms. And then they moved into like historic dates and also some famous phrases like what do these mean and came into more trivia stuff. But the original Balderdash was just vocabulary. Like what does banal mean? Or it was usually more archaic vocabulary terms than that. But yeah. Cool. Not on the spot at all. Very (laughs) fair question. Will, what did you play? Uh, Well, Dice Masters. I did a little uh, friendly draft with uh, Joe over on on Saturday out out in Annapolis. Will, what is Dice Masters? Masters? What what is that? You've never played Dice Masters? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, or you I, have, and you just want me to describe it for people who haven't. I, I want you to describe it in an elevator <laughs> within oh, a minute. I've, I've never been on an elevator before. You ready for your first elevator pitch on this podcast? Wait, you've done an elevator. You've never done an elevator pitch on this podcast? No, I haven't. I don't oh think. My goodness. I don't think Will has. Oh my! Who do I have to be, or, or who do I have to pitch to? You have to be a straight male. A straight male. <laughs> that's that, so hard. That, that's what she said. Ha ha ha. Yeah, we'll say a straight male fraternity brother trying to convince his frat that they should all be playing Dice Masters. So, let's uh, do this, bro. Uh, SBJ, ding me. What's up, dude? Uh, you bros, I know you like one thing like I do. I like comic books. I like DC comic books. I like Marvel comic books. And I know some of you nerd bros been out in the back doing that Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I got something we all can enjoy. Somehow one company got access to all that intellectual property. And dudes, they made, they have combined a deck building game but here's the trick, no deck, it's dice, and a trading card game, and you basically get to bring your own dice, and you build your deck over time, or your dice collection, I don't know what you bros want to call it, but it's all good, right? And you get to be <laughs> superheroes, or you get to be D&D thingamabobs, beholders, and gelatinous cubes, and whatnot, and attack each other. And then, once you lose 20 life, uh, then the game's over. Whatever. We all go out, have some brewskis, have a good time. That was almost a minute exactly. That was really good, Will. You're an elevator champ. Really good. That was really good. Elevator pitch. Did you get straight from that? Did you get non-homosexual? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I still think uh, we could have been something together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're giving me a... Let's... uh, enhance this bro ship a little bit more vibe but, just a little bit less than normal but let's let's be bit. real most dudes get into frats to get a little touchy-feely right i'm not gonna <laughs> say that <laughs> man we're not gonna be satisfied until we alienate anyone who could possibly listen to this podcast <laughs> uh, my my question will would be how how deep are you into the dice masters how much money have you thrown at this Twelve dollars. Oh wait, no, no, that's true. I, that's not true. I spent twenty dollars for a starter kit for the D and D starter kit, but I gave that to Joe because he wanted some of the cards from that set. But for the draft, which we 
all you need is like the starter kit dice to do a draft and the booster packs are a dollar each. So for the draft, we just bought 12 packs each. So $12 for a draft. And it was a fun, I mean, we did like two or three hours in the afternoon. So that's why I like it. Cause it's not that expensive and you can still have a good time without having like super competitive built decks or whatever they call it in dice masters. I don't know. Cause it is dice. <laughs> they, right. you know, there are dice. It's not necessarily cards so much. If you have an addictive personality, would you recommend people stay clear of it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I've heard. Mean, I'm not sure if it's still going as strong, but there was even a Board with Life episode where Chris Bryant was getting hooked and there was someone on the street selling Dice Masters, much like they were selling drugs in the street. It was a, a short of theirs. All about well, Dice Masters. And it's a, it's a double trick on you because... When you buy the booster packs, you get two cards and two dice, one one die for each card. But when you're playing the game, each card can hold up to four die. So not only do you want to collect the super powerful cards, you know, you want that She-Hulk that can only be blocked by two characters, but you also want to get four She-Hulk die. So you got to double collect on this thing if you're like really going to get into it. Wow, genius. Those devious marketers, marketeers. Yeah. I believe it's made by Wizards of the Coast, which is probably how they got all that intellectual property probably. in one place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many places can get both DC superheroes and Marvel superheroes in a game that where you can actually combine them all? Wow. Wow. Sweet. But still, fun, good times, not that hard to learn. Cool. 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 Uh, Alan, you, play, you, you played a couple. Anything you want to talk about? Shut Actually, yeah, there's some, I mean, some I've already talked about, like we played Off Your Rocker again, played Orleans, which is a heavier Euro game, and played Two Rooms and a Groom, which is top secret, but I just let the bag out of that. It's an expansion of Two Rooms and a Boom, obviously, but it's wedding themed. And played a game, That's It, uh, also known as Just the Right Party Game, which was pretty fun. In fact, I could even play that with you guys right now. You guys want to play a quick game? Sure. Let's do sure, it. Yeah. I like games. Yeah! Let's play That's It. Here's the way it goes, gang. I'm going to ask you a question, and that question will have many answers to it. Now, there's five questions to a card, and I have one specific answer, and if you say the correct answer, that's it, and you get a token. It's a random <laughs> token, though. Because the tokens could have one point value or five point value and things in between that. So I will tell you how many points you get for the right answer if you get it. But you only have about 30 seconds. Are you ready for the first of five questions? We'll play to the first who gets three cards. So you ready for this, gentlemen? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. First question. As quick as you can, tell me. Something in your car controlled by button. Air conditioner. Uh, Keep going. Power, uh, the cruise control. Volume. Windshield wiper. No, windshield wiper's not a button, dude. What? Uh, what? Uh, turn signal. Heat. Uh, rear window defroster. Wow. AM, FM, radio. Two, one. CD player. The answer was windows. Oh, I suppose, I suppose mm. that makes sense. That's more of a switch than a button, sir. A sport that is not played on grass. Go. Basketball. Swimming. 
uh, track Bro, and uh, field. Tennis. Triple jump. Uh, I mean, I there's lots of sports. Grass. Uh, I'm gay. I, I don't sport hockey. <laughs> That's uh, it. <laughs> good. I will Sweet. randomly grab your token here, and the point value on your token is five. That's hard to beat, Will. But nice. let's go into the third of five questions for this my card. Token all night, man. I think our listeners will like this because they'll be shouting out podcasts as we do this. A place that might get crowded on a beautiful day. The Park. subway. That's it, Steve. I mean, SBJ. Sorry. <laughs> Forgot your secret identity. Uh, I'm going to grab a random token and you get one point. So sorry, SBJ. <laughs> the fourth of five questions. Here it is. Something found at an oasis. A tree. Water. Palm tree. A pond. A uh, hippo. A camel. Cactus. That's it. SBJ, the answer was camel. I'm going to grab a random token for you, and it is four points. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> We're down to the fifth question, and it's tied. Five points to Will and five points to SBJ. Something you attach to a tree. Uh, a ribbon. Yellow ribbon. Swing. Tire swing. Switch, Mr. Anderson. I'm going to grab a random token, and it won't matter. It's three points. Wait, what was and it? Miss- it was a swing. Will, I you get swing. the first card. You guessed swing. I've guessed ribbon, I said man. Swing. Oh, you said swing? Yeah. Oh, keep in mind, I can't see your lips moving, gents. <laughs> so I'm going to put those three points over to SBJ, and he stole the win. You get the first card. You guys want to do two more cards, or is that a good enough example for you? <laughs> I think we should wrap up. I, I think that, that scenario alone kind of sells the game. Because that's the game. That's the game. And then you basically play to however many and however time you want to. And it's very casual. It's a great road trip game. But that's it. It's by game right. So it plays between three, obviously, to however many people. The one problem I will say is once you get a whole bunch of people playing, it's hard for the host who's reading the card to hear who said the correct answer. Because sometimes you'll get, what the fuck, man? I said Windows. Or... We both said windows. And then my response to that, and this is a little house rule, little point of the game is, well, it's not who says the correct answer. It's who says the correct answer that I can hear. So that's the weird thing about it once you get a lot of people playing. But hey, thanks for playing. That's it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's wrap up here. Alan, where can they find you? You can find me on this podcast. In last episode, I interviewed Matt Lees. That was a good time. Did you guys like that, by the way? Did either of you guys listen to it? I no, listened. I did not I, like I, it. I have like 10 more minutes left. Oh, uh, of it? I, okay. I, I didn't like it because he said he wouldn't go on a date with me. He said he wasn't allowed to. He didn't say he... he no, he, he said he probably wasn't allowed to, which is the wishy-washy way of saying that he didn't want to, but he didn't want to have the onus of actually making a firm decision. Right. Okay, Creeper. So anyways... Uh, <laughs> You can find me on the tweets and Facebook. On Facebook, I'm Alan Gerding, A-L-A-N-G-E-R-D-I-N-G. D-I-N-G, and on the Twitter, I'm at Alan Gerding. And Will, where can they find you? On Twitter at uh, Wash in the Sink. And am I allowed to pimp other materials? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, I have my, my new podcast is launched this week, uh, Drive Check. So just uh, do a search for Drive Check on the internet or on the iTunes where you get your podcast from about card fight Vanguard. Even if you don't like card fight Vanguard, give it a listen. Give I will a listen. 
if you guys have any questions for the show or or any feedback at all, you can contact us in two ways. You can send us an email over at podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Or, uh, or you can uh, jump over to Twitter, and the Twitter handle is PlayTKG. Uh, both are acceptable ways. If, if you like the show, if you didn't like the show, we would love to hear. If you just have any questions, we would love to hear those too. Otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter. It is at DraggingALake. And I believe this episode is... Finished. Finished, because I'm a little kid. And I'm going to ruin.